0: AI in Action is brought to you by Aulis International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Our host, Mark Kelly, brings you the leading minds in AI, sharing their story, their success, and their advice. Focusing on fast tracking new new-to-the-top, AI in Action cuts through the hype to help you kickstart your data science career.
1: Welcome to the AI in Action podcast. I'm your host, Mark Kelly. My guest today is Kenneth Conroy. Kenneth is the VP of Data Science at FinAI. Welcome to the show, Kenneth. Hi. Good to be here. So, tell us a little bit about how an Irish guy is living in Vancouver in Canada, firstly, and a bit about your background, too.
2: Right. Um, well, I okay, guess a bit of background on myself first. Um, so, I, I I went to Maynooth University, uh, or when it was anyway Maynooth, uh, to do my bachelor's in computer science and software engineering. Um, and from there, I went to uh, DCU to do a master's in software engineering. Um, while, while doing that master's, uh, on, I, I did thesis on um, kind of managing data. Uh, and from that, I was offered a PhD position, a uh, PhD uh, candidate position within DCU under the Clarity Centre for Center web, Sensor Web Technologies. Um, as part of that research, I was kind of looking at a framework for building um, heterogeneous sensor data into meaningful content, so to allow other industries or other applications to make meaningful sense of uh, sensor data that's kind of placed on different parts of the body or measuring different things that aren't all connected to each other. Um, as part of that research, uh, I, I needed to get into AI, I guess, uh, the machine learning side of things and, and clustering of data and discovering what all this data meant uh, at a higher level and allowing domain experts to, to build that on top of the system so they could find uh, meaningful insights to, to, the, to what they were working on. So uh, as part of the Insight Center, I, I was working on sentiment analysis uh, mainly um, and analyzing Twitter streams and finding insights about how people were talking about different sports stars, for instance, uh, or politicians over time. Um, I'm working with a team there to, to build a, the SentiSense project, uh, along with Adam Birmingham, one of your uh, previous guests. Um, and then, uh, so I decided there was a bit of a change in order. Uh, uh, my wife is a Applied Behavioral Analysis Um, practitioner, I guess. Uh, So, uh, behavior consultancy, um, it's not that well-funded in Ireland and as a result uh, we came to Canada where it is well-funded and evidence-based practices are quite popular. Um, So, uh, we came over that for for that reason and I landed in Vancouver and kind of fell into a a position as a a chief data scientist at a a travel media company. Um, At the time, it was recommending different things to do in different cities so it's like a recommendation engine kind of system Uh, as well as um, a a few pivots that happened within that company uh, meant it turned into a travel media company where we would produce content and promote that content on platforms like Facebook Um, so my role was along the lines of being able to to uh, detect what's the most optimal way of a- advertising what we were making, as well as finding the most effective things we should be creating content for. Um, from there, I, I moved to FIN um, l- last year, early last year, so I've been here about 18 months, um, to lead their data science uh, department. Uh, at the time, there were 10 people. Uh, we're now up to 55 to 60 people. I'm not sure of the exact figure right now. Um, and uh, my team itself is about, ten, about eight to 10 people, depending on how you, you subset it up. Um, and um, we're kind of leading the, the drive for conversational assistance. So that's been fantastic growth in such a short period of time. And you've
1: had a variety of different roles since your, your time in Ireland. So what does Fin AI actually do for most people that might necessarily know, know about it? Uh,
2: so Fin AI is a conversational assistant um, platform for banking industry or financial services industry. So uh, most of our customers are banks or credit unions. We are deeply uh, embedded in all things banking, whether that's how you ask about banking, how you perform banking transactions, how you recommend things to uh, your customers via banking. Um, so our platform is a combination of the conversational AI side of things, which is how we understand what the user wants to do, uh, married with what you can actually do within a bank or potentially could do within a bank. So we built out this, um, this an entire conversational design around how you would interact with a bank and access all the things you can already do uh, through talking to a person in our branch or possibly on a phone or possibly uh, through other platforms like uh, mobile banking.
0: Here at Aldis we want to make the hiring process easier for all. Whether you're an employer or an aspiring employee we have the service for you. For full-time work, Aldis will partner with you to find the best person for the position using both our network and our rigorous qualification process we ensure that only the best talent is shortlisted. We will manage the process and work with you to select our most suitable candidate for your organization. We also offer excellent temp hiring services. At Allus, we provide a great opportunity to help you and our candidate make the right choice. The contract period is one long interview for your full-time opening, and the extended experience with our consultant helps you make the best decision. Allus International is here to quickly help you find the best AI candidate
1: fantastic and can you tell us a little bit about some of the challenges that you're actually looking to overcome day to day because for some people that don't necessarily know how you actually go about building a chatbot and some of the kind of most repetitive tasks that maybe got involved and so there's some obviously automating some small simple uh, tasks but then obviously people are so diverse and so different. What are some of the metrics around customer satisfaction that the chatbot produces? And just maybe just general things you kind of do within it.
2: Right, yeah, so uh, there's a lot that goes on. Um, so for us, we, we have a lot of metrics to measure how our, uh, our platform is performing for our different customers. Uh, there is a challenge involved in communicating the methods and how the system works overall. There's a bit of a change management that's required to um, apply a solution that's not always uh, 100% explainable, it's not the same as code that is free of bugs in in the same way that AI and and natural language is interpreted differently. And confidence values may not be high enough, so in some cases you don't get answers. So explaining the difference between how that operates in the real world uh, to somebody who's used to developing software for 20 years, perhaps within a bank that's quite closed off and quite slow moving and it's quite, um controlled uh, can be a bit of an issue. Um, the second issue is more related to what we do um, is around how to explain what an intent is or how utterances map to intents. Utterances meaning the questions that the users ask and, and how you define content to answer the plethora of different ways you can ask questions uh, in a well-formulated way, in a way that makes sense uh, for the end user. Um, so, like, a course, a conversational assistant might just say, okay, anything that mentions this topic or uh, this particular product gets this massive spiel of a response, but that's not an ideal situation. You want to be fine-grained where you can be fine-grained and answer and kind of find what the seed and what the user wants based on their utterance data. Um, so defining that and, and defining that in advance for banking has been, like, our – history that's that's our that's our value proposition essentially we uh we've already mapped it out for banking so you're a new bank and you come to us and we say okay we know 90% of your customers are going to ask these 90% of things uh, and we can do that really well and identify that really well let us help you write the content on your side so that you it maintains you know your voice and, and your uh, personality within the bot as well um so so uh that's the kind of hidden part of conversational assistance that you might not realize when you pick up one on day one. It can be quite uh, counterintuitive in that you can, you can get an a- a- access to a service like a dialogue flow and I create a bot in a few days and it's like, oh, it works uh, with very little data and it looks like it's fine. But then fast forward a few months when the, the requirements are, have changed and you don't know what people are actually going to ask about have changed you got to redo the entire thing for uh, every every so often
1: yeah i could just i could just imagine because the reality is is that you probably want to give it a personality as well so you want to come up with some words about how it's going to best describe that personality then kind of give it real life questions for real life users you never know, you're not going to know what those real life users are going to do because you obviously want to be very careful if this is going live in front of customers you don't want your customers to be the dummies right and they're, they're trying all these different things like we had the obviously the disaster of where uh, microsoft tray where it had to be taken down after a couple of hours uh, because the people just completely took advantage of us um, and tell me about some of the the challenges you've had to overcome uh, within your team where you might necessarily thought it was a big issue but suddenly it was a more of a challenging issue to overcome than you first thought about
2: Uh, I think the conversational design is a a massive example of that. It's something that's not very obviously a problem and um, there's not a massive subset of research in that space, that subset of what we're doing. Uh, Most of the research is about how do we optimize these models, how do we integrate additional features into different models and, and get our best accuracy or score out of this system. Um, whereas very little focus is put into, well, what are the labels? What, what is the design of this conversation? How do you find what the user wants to do based on their language? Um, that, that is uh, something that's kind of treated arbitrarily in the research space. Um, and that has been a challenge for us and, and something that we have built a, a lot of tools around to help us solve. Um, so we, we use a lot of data-driven decisions to ensure that we're making the correct uh, call on what is an intent and what it, how that should be mapped to by different utterances and then identify where additional uh, new um, potential intents are beginning to surface. And then prioritize their development into our system.
1: If a, if a customer is concerned about introducing a conversational chatbot into their, their system, their ecosystem, uh, what kind of advice would you give them and kind of prove or proven case studies that you can kind of maybe share to say what well, actually the return on investment is, where it is or something that kind of warrants it?
2: Um, so, it depends on what, what the priorities are of the potential customer or somebody who wants to implement this themselves. Even um, in many cases, it's it's not quite about efficiency. It, it does um, redirect resources from uh, mundane day-to-day tasks. So the same question comes in a hundred times a day, it's like it's very easy to knock them down uh, and identify those and and go, okay, well now these people are freed up to actually be a bit more. Um, Bit more of a lighter touch on other people who actually need one on one support. So, people who actually um, have problems that are complex, that are context specific, and are not uh, integrated n- necessarily into our own platform, if that makes sense. Um, yes, so, it does. so uh, from, from our point of view, when we develop this uh, for a new customer, we have a kind of a rollout system system to ensure quality across the board we measure things like um, successful user journeys um, and sentiment and how the users are interacting or even the NPS score net promoter score um, uh, 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 get explicit feedback from users uh, and we have a rollout system that involves a set of beta testers um, and then sometimes internal uh, banking people or people who work or are associated with the bank themselves. And they get early access to our systems. Um, we also uh, employ a, um, an agency that we hire to use our bot as if they are real customers and ask real questions for specific regions and locales to ensure that uh, when we're launching our bot in a different uh, country um, or a region that we are... Um, Managing the performance across the board and taking into account different nuances and languages that might not be obvious from the get-go. Do you think the the
1: publicity around AI is that is it's kind of peak now? Because you're, there's an awful lot of hype about actual abilities and the amount of work that it can get through, and the experience of these systems sometimes you know really is quite glaring. And there's a lot of great people working in this field, you know, that really believe in conversational interfaces and to get their techniques to kind of improve the quality over, over time. But is there kind of a concern that there might be a winter in this or what's your kind of feelings?
2: Um, I, I think that the hype is is fairly near a peak, but I think the application of it is very much in its infancy. So I think that there is a lot of talk about AI is going to solve all of our issues, and I don't think that's the case. Uh, but I do think that the applications of AI are only just beginning Um, we we, we can see in our space we're we're one of the only companies in the world who are doing this um, and there's many other industries that are not doing this and that's just taking into account conversational assistance there's a lot of things that are going on in uh, image recognition and video recognition and self driving cars, all those kind of applications are flying ahead right now uh, but there's a lot of other things that are not really being taken yet into account and uh, and being
1: um, and and that Kind of dovetails into my my next question is where do you kind of see the top kind of three business user cases for kind of machine learning in the next uh, three years and uh, you know do you think deep learning is the is the future of AI?
2: Uh, yes, yeah, so our platform is built on deep learning almost almost exclusively. We have some rule-based systems in place and some statistical methods uh, to enhance uh, some of our our functionality, uh, but for the most part we are deep learning based. Uh, and the data that we're gathering is getting better and better in that we are capturing more and more of the specific use case that we're trying to solve. Um, so what I mean by that is like, we have, you know, over half a million utterances that are training an English model uh, for conversational banking. And that's great. And it gives amazing um, accuracy across the board, taking into account uh, additional things like context, which I think is really starting to kind of come into itself, like how do you manage context, how do you switch context, how do you persist context throughout a system, and get that extra bit of conversational flow. Uh, I think that's a massive space for us to to move into. Um, We're doing that ourselves here. Uh, The other thing that is um, important, and I think is um, only just beginning, (laughs) is taking all that data and uh, building additional insights from it. So uh, I guess old-fashioned recommender systems, uh, but with the additional context of exactly what you're trying to do yeah, uh, for your yeah. own problem space. Like, so that, that data does not exist uh, yet. I think it's so
1: interesting you brought up context. And even if you use the example of using Alexa or Google Home, when you ask Alexa a question, you then have to then repeat the question. So you like, uh, Alexa, what, what movies are you on at the moment? then you have to then you have to say what time Alexa, what time are they at? Rather than with Google you just say what movies are you on, which one, what time. And it's it's a lot more context uh, driven. And then when you've got users coming on to the site, if you know the context about why they're on the site, because A, you haven't fixed their problem before, or now you have just fixed their problem, and you're not taking the perspective their sentiment from previous tweets or social media, there's an awful lot there that you could really take advantage of in terms of one-off offers and more personalized uh, responses. A huge amount,
2: yeah, uh, and that, those kind of use cases are um hugely valuable for something like a bank um, you you understand when you know people are getting paid on a, on a daily or weekly basis or whatever their pay schedule is and then you're able to recommend things and, and educate them in their financial wellness and well-being and, and allow them to invest their money or to save their money or yeah. you know a portion yeah. of their money or, or they know we know that you' you've got a big bill coming up so we're recommending you to move money into your Checking accounts,
1: you can pay that bill, and so or, on. Or the one that I personally find my favourite is if you know that you travel a lot, they can say that well actually you're travelling a lot. Why don't you use your air miles for your credit card? Or you can actually get bonuses on this, or six months um, payment policy, or you know travel insurance. There's so many different things that you can link up. Now it's just really smart.
2: Absolutely. And some of them are very light touch, too. Like We just announced a, a partnership with Visa Canada a few weeks ago. And uh, our, our, our use case is one of the most commonly used things is you just inform your card issuer that you're, moved, that you're going abroad for a trip. So they don't cancel your card when you use it for the first time you cross yes. the border. And that kind of very soft touch, let's like just click a button or type or say into your phone, I'm going abroad next week. That's all you need to do. It's such a powerful, simple use case, but the uh the application is, is very very uh useful.
1: And the reality is is I went to the States quite recently. I rang in advance to say that I'm going to the States. They asked me all the different questions and then at the end of the statement they said, That's not to say that we won't disconnect your card if we feel that there is potential fraud activity and what happened when I was in the States it got disconnected straight away and I, and I had to call them back it's just like what was the whole point right so if you do that onto uh, a voiced uh, conversation with AI it, it, it just saves so much time and bother and then the customer experience is just so much better right and I think for a lot of us now we just expect amazing customer service and um, so tell me a little bit about how people can find out uh, a little bit more about some of the great work that you guys are doing at the moment.
2: Uh, probably the best source for, for finding out about FIN is uh, our website, uh, fin.ai. Um, if anybody has any questions specific to data science or wants to link up in the industry, um, they can always email me directly.
1: Thank you so much for your time today, Kenneth Conroy, VP of Data Science at FIN AI.
2: No problem at all, Mark. Thanks for having me.
0: AI in Action is brought to you by Aldus International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Aldus offer an exec search program. Aldus can help you discover how data science and AI can transform your company. With our unrivaled network of C-suite executives and senior AI professionals, we offer retained search services across the US and Europe. For more information, contact mark at aldus.com. Get the Aldus Advantage. Become a member of the Aldus community and enjoy some of the following. AI meetups. Once a month, our community gathers to listen to some of the leading experts in the world of data science and AI. Our speakers come from all over the world, including Dublin, Boston and Frankfurt. We also have our AI mentors. Our experts will provide mentoring to Aldis members. And don't forget our AI in Action podcast. Each week we have guests from all over the world talking us through their education, career and more. Become an allus member and get the Aldis advantage. For more information and to sign up for our newsletter, log on to www.allus. Com. That's www.aldis.com. Aldis International, empowering through AI.